Hey Tribe, it's Rose, and you're listening to episode 23 of the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast, Women's Pelvic Health, featuring Dr. Alicia Brew. Hey Northwest Ohio, are you tired of just surviving? Are you ready for some fresh ideas? You've come to the right place. The Thrive Tribe 419 podcast features local experts in wellness and experiencing the best life has to offer in the Midwest. Let's thrive together. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And if you are new here, welcome, welcome. Um, Just so you know, we put out a new episode weekly, usually on Monday, uh, sometimes on Tuesday. That's our backup day. So if you like what you've been hearing so far, please subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss any future episodes. Um, If you are tuning in again because you heard the last episode with Dr. Alicia Brule on keeping kids active in winter, you're in the right place. This episode is actually part two of that interview. Now, if you have been enjoying this podcast and you think the information that our experts provide is valuable information and you think other people could benefit from it, please leave us a review on iTunes. You can go to thrivetribe419.com and click on review. If you have an iTunes account, it will take you to the page where you can subscribe, you can leave a review, and if you don't have iTunes, you can always set up a free um, iTunes account. Another really great way to share this podcast, um, this is an idea that I am borrowing from another favorite podcast of mine where she has her listeners screenshot the podcast while they're listening and post that picture on social media. Now, I am on Facebook and Instagram under Thrive Tribe 419 so if you tag me, you, you can hashtag me, you can actually tag me, um, Post that picture there, and I will comment with the link to this episode. So you don't even have to have the link. Just post that little picture, and I will do the rest of the work for you. And I thank you in advance for helping me get the word out about this podcast, because this is truly a labor of love. This isn't like a huge moneymaker for me, and I spend um, probably, I don't know, eight to ten hours working on this podcast per week out of my own um, time. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has been supporting me in this endeavor, um, leaving me great reviews, telling me what I'm doing right so I can keep doing those things, um, encouraging me to continue, and uh, letting people know about this because this is free advice from a lot of uh, really great experts in our community, and um, why not share it? So I'm really excited to have Dr. Alicia Brule back on today. She earned her Bachelor's of Science in Exercise Science and then continued to achieve her Doctorate of Physical Therapy from the University of Toledo. She's a certified strength and conditioning specialist. Um, In February 2014, Alicia opened 
elite sports and orthopedic physical therapy with the goal to provide the Toledo area with unique and highly effective physical therapy. She has since moved her practice to join other like-minded professionals at 3D Wellness to serve the community even better with a holistic approach. Alicia has specialized in treating endurance athletes, but has recently been growing in the field of women's health. She has a wonderful husband and a beautiful 10-month-old baby boy. Alicia is passionate about helping people live active, healthy, and happy lives without movement problems or pain holding them back. And we have a little bit of thunder in the background for some effect here today. Now, in this interview, we are going to talk about what pelvic health is versus pelvic dysfunction and what the signs and symptoms of pelvic issues might be. Uh, we're going to talk about whether or not this affects men and women or just women, uh, about what age group, um, whether this is primarily a postpartum issue or if this can crop up for anybody at any time. Um, and we're going to talk about whether or not this is something that physical therapists can treat and maybe what some of the specific issues are that Alicia treats. We're going to also talk about what someone would expect to experience at a pelvic physical therapy session. Um, my imagination has run wild with this, and I I have no idea <laughs> what um, this would look like. So I'm really curious to ask Alicia about this. Um, also, a listener requested that she speaks on the topic of endometriosis specifically. So we're going to ask her what the symptoms and treatments for endometriosis are from a physical therapy perspective. And of course, we will ask her how people can communicate with her about um, getting a pelvic health assessment and possibly some treatment for their issues. So let's welcome Dr. Alicia Brule back to the podcast. All right, Alicia. So you are back for part two, and this is about women's pelvic health. And um, like I told you before, this is a topic that I feel like I don't know enough about. Um, people don't really talk about pelvic health very much. And I think it's because, you know, anything dealing with something below the belt is kind of taboo. Mm -hmm. So this is really interesting. And I know that you kind of are specializing in this area. So I'm really excited to learn something today. So what is pelvic health? And on the flip side, what's pelvic dysfunction? <laughs> So I love this question, but first of all, I'm so excited to talk about this topic because you're right, you are not alone. Many women just don't know about this area of their body and they have so many questions and I, I just love learning about it because I get to share with everybody everything I'm learning and, and help women. So I really, really love this question. And it shows why I'm so passionate about pelvic health. There's a lot of people, women in particular, who believe their pelvic problems are something that they just have to live with um, because it's normal part of being a mom or a woman in general. Um, so it's to mention, okay, what's normal? What is pelvic 
health or a healthy pelvis, <laughs> it's normal to have to pee five to seven times a day and maybe up to one time at night. It's normal to go for a run and pick up your kid and sneeze and not have to worry about peeing your pants. And it's normal to be able to have sex with your significant other without having pain. And um, it's normal to have some uncomfortable menstrual cramps, but not to the severity of having to skip out on schoolwork. So um, you have dysfunction if you have to basically run to the bathroom every one to two hours, or you're leaking when you have stress or load, so with coughing or, or running or jumping. Um, and if you have really any pelvic pain at all, so some people have pelvic pain just with their daily life, with walking, sitting, um, any, uh, most of their daily activities, or um, of course with intercourse as well, those things are not, um, are not normal and are considered dysfunctional and something that you can get help for. Wow. I I think I have some pelvic dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, you get to talking to people about it and they're like, you know, I've got this thing. And they start talking to you about it. And I so appreciate people opening up to me about it because like you said, it is personal. It tends to be taboo, but you know, if you don't talk about it, or if you don't know, it's not normal. So you hear your mom and your grandma and your aunts, or maybe even some of your friends, um, or your sisters or whatever talking about these things. So they're, they're common, but it doesn't make them normal or something that we have to deal with. So, so yeah, a lot of people have these problems. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would imagine. Have to deal with. Well, I always hear women talking about like peeing your pants when you sneeze. And that seems mm -hmm. to be something that's sort of postpartum related. And I know we might get um, a little bit deeper into that later, but that's just, that's about all I ever hear about. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are there any more signs or symptoms of pelvic issues? I mean, what, what are we looking for here? What are some red flags that would say like, we need to get help? You may remember Brooke from Beetroot that was on episode 6 of this podcast. She has some killer deals going on for Christmas and has some new flavors out of her famous granola bars. She has two deals going on right now. The Give Wellness Bundle features 10 granola bars, 3 flavors to choose from, a super comfy Beetroot t-shirt, and a goals session with Brooke, a $103 value but only $80 over 20% off. Or you can get 10 bars for $25. You can mix and match how you want. All bars are made with gluten-free ingredients and organic ingredients. The coffee flavor is nut-free. Catch Beetroot Brooke on Facebook or Instagram and send her a message to get one of these great deals. Take advantage now as these offers end January 1st. Yeah, so even things that you might not think are really a big problem now, a lot of these problems, um, they don't get better over time. They actually trend to stay the same or get worse. So especially if you're having them and, and women of all ages, um, even men have, have problems, 
they can start young. They can start in teenagers, teenage years. So if you're having these problems, it's better to seek help earlier. It's easier to take care of a problem when it's when it's early on. Um, so um, to answer your question, signs and symptoms would be pelvic pain of any kind. So with daily life, with intercourse, um, somebody just messaged me on my Facebook pain, like, Paige, what can you do about my, like, horrible period cramps? She's missing work um, several times a month because of her menstrual period is so horrible. Um, so we'll talk, I'll talk more about that on my Facebook page, of course, but that's, that's something that women don't know. That's, that's actually not normal. And that is dysfunctional, um, peeing really frequently. So if you are running to the bathroom multiple times, um, every couple hours, so every one to two hours, that's too frequent, um, to pee. And you can actually be causing a lot of dysfunction between the pathways between your brain and your bladder and how your pelvic floor works if you are doing that. Um, and sometimes we do what's called just in casing. You know, we go to the bathroom just in case, just in case all the you know, all the time. You know, before we leave somewhere, and and we are, we end up or when we get up at night to nurse, we just pee before we go to bed. Um, but those kinds of things can cause dysfunction um, and can disrupt those pathways and cause more and more severe problems later on in life. Um, that feeling of heaviness or pressure or like something's falling out of your vagina, that's a problem. And that could be a sign of prolapse um, or, or straining every time you have to have a bowel movement. Um, that's not normal, especially if you check it out and you're like, well, that's fairly soft. So it's not probably a constipation problem. You, you likely have some sort of problem or dysfunction with your pelvic floor that you're having trouble relaxing in order to have that bowel movement successfully without having to strain every time. Um, so does that help <laughs> to give you some signs? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Uh, you it's know, a lot of information. Yeah, and I I, I want to back up a little bit because you were talking about how going frequently, like just in case, is actually yeah. that disrupts some kind of communication between your bladder and your brain to make you think that you need to go more often. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yeah. So that is. That is a big part of what I do with people is educate them on this um, because your brain and, and your voluntary control and how your bladder contracts and works with your pelvic floor is actually kind of a complicated process. And so if you're um, constantly going to the bathroom before you need to, so basically your bladder can hold so much urine, okay? And so if you, and a normal amount of urine to pee is 400 to 600 milliliters. But if you're, say, going to the bathroom every time when it's only about 100 milliliters full, your brain is going to start to think and send, send those urges to go to the bathroom earlier. 
So your bladder is actually not filling, but because you've been just encasing, it's now telling you, hey, you got to go and you got to go now because your bladder is full, but really it's not. Um, so you can have things called urge incontinence. So that's where people feel such a strong urge, like they have to go to the bathroom, but they can't make it to the bathroom to empty. Um, and so they leak on the way to the bathroom or they end up making it to the bathroom and it's only just like a trickle. It's not a full amount, but they had such a strong urge to have to go. And, and that's part of it, but just in casing can, can lead to that over time. That is so interesting. So my next question is, does pelvic issue, do pelvic issues affects, affect men and women? And I think what you're saying is obviously men and women both have bladders. So I guess the answer mm-hmm. would be <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I know, of, of course, women's pelvises contain different organs than men's pelvises do. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> So there's some variance there, but at what age do people start to notice the symptoms of pelvic issues? And I know you had mentioned that sometimes it starts early, like in childhood. Yeah. um... Hi, my name is Lynn Heitmeyer. My company is Immaculate Marriages and based in Defiance, Ohio. I am an ordained marriage officiant licensed by the American Marriage Ministries. Immaculate Marriages is a unique opportunity for couples of any race, gender, faith-based, or secular beliefs to unite in a beautiful, lawful ceremony. My goal is to provide a beautiful wedding ceremony designed for each couple's unique personality and desires. I will work with the couple to design the ceremony according to their needs. For the wedding ceremony of your dreams, please find me on Facebook at Immaculate Marriages or text me at 419-439-0742. Again, text me at 419-439-0742. I look forward to providing you with beautiful lifetime memories. There are some women's health or pelvic health physical therapist that special specialize in pediatrics. I do not. Um, I can work with um, teens and, and adults, but yeah, it definitely can start earlier, um, especially, uh, and, and also to answer, to start, um, yes, it can occur in both male and female, but women with their anatomy, with um, being able to deliver babies, those kind of things do make it more common in females than males. Um, But yeah, it can, it can develop very early on. And a lot of people tend to think, oh, this is an elderly population problem, or just a postpartum and pregnancy problem. But really, it spans across all ages and activity levels. So talk about, you know, peeing when you sneeze for pregnant women. Well, that's often common in runners. But with running, they think, oh, it's normal for me to pee wet when I run. You know, I always pee my pants when I run. 
I had a baby. Isn't that normal? And, and no, it's not. Um, those basically the, the load of say peeing or running or jumping or lifting, um, is so much that your pelvic floor isn't able to control the release of urine basically. Um, so you have leakage and that, like I said, a lot of these problems can get worse over time. Um, so it's something that you do want to address and not just say, Oh, that's okay. You know, it doesn't bother me too much. Okay. That that's good to know. I, I was in the same boat thinking that like those kinds of things were just sort of something you expect to come along with age and that there's not really much you can do about it. So this Mm -hmm. is something that you as a physical therapist actually treat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we treat, um, incontinence, pelvic pain, prolapse. Um, these are things, things that as a women's health or pelvic health um, physical therapist you can treat. So in in school, just through my graduate training, um, we didn't get a lot of education on this. They basically did the basics and said, hey, if you do really want to specialize in this, you need to take advanced courses because it is such a niche. Um, So over the last year that I've become more and more interested in it, um, I've taken... Um, more and more courses um, and done more and more research to, of course, feel ready to um, take on more of those patients. But yeah, we can definitely treat those problems. And um, basically, um, what we would do for an assessment if you were to come in, it, everybody's different and everybody has different problems. So I would take a really, really thorough history and, um, and then I do a regular assessment of your, your back and your hips, how those are moving and your strength there. And then, of course, with your consent, I can do an internal pelvic musculature exam to see how those layers of muscles look are they strong are they tight how how are those affecting um your pain and your ability to urinate normally um have bowel movements normally and those kinds of things interesting um i'm going to ask you a question that we didn't review before our interview (laughs) Yeah. This is just asking That's for okay. a friend. I know. Well, I <laughs> which is me, obviously. Sorry. <laughs> um, do you know anything about symphysis pelvic or symphysis pubis dysfunction? SPD. Yeah. Is this, is this, yeah. So um, that's something that we can work with, but. Even for for diff, like the same problem, so even for the same diagnosis, you and another woman and myself, they got diagnosed with that. There, there can be different reasons why you have that problem. Mm. Um, so that's why the assessment portion is so important um, 
and why I've gotten away from, oh, are you, you know, are you doing your Kegels? Have you done your Kegels? Because sometimes that's, I mean, that's not good enough for a lot of women. And maybe that's, that's not the cause of their problem. So they could do a thousand Kegels a day and not get help. And that's why the more in-depth, detailed um, assessment, including the internal pelvic musculature exam is so important. Mm-hmm. So, um, and uh, another specific topic that a listener asked about is about endometriosis. And we were wondering, like, what are the symptoms of it? What are the treatments for endo from a physical therapy perspective? Mm-hmm. So endometriosis is inflammation, scar tissue, and adhesion formation throughout the abdominal and pelvic cavity. Um, so a big symptoms with this is pelvic pain. It can also be associated with infertility. Um, so again, uh, what we would do is do the assessment and find out specific areas of need before the specific diagnosis. Oftentimes, it is um, doing abdominal muscle fascial mobility um, and treating that patellofemoral or um, treating that pelvic floor muscle dysfunction and the trigger points um, in in your pelvic floor musculature. Um, so basically, treating the secondary problems related to the endometriosis, so the adhesions and um, and the pelvic floor muscle dysfunction. I think it's so that pain. I think it's so cool that physical therapy can help endometriosis because I I've known people who have gone through multiple surgeries for yeah. endo and it just keeps getting you know, it keeps coming back and they, they're never really free of pain. And, um, this has kind of blown my mind because I never really considered that a more holistic approach could be taken to this. So that's really good news for a lot of people. I mean, doesn't this affect many, many women out there? It is. And there's, I mean, one in three women have endometriosis is something that's really common. And um, that's why I'm, I'm, I was so excited to talk to you about this topic today, because not, there's not a lot of women's health physical therapists in the area, much less, you know, women don't really know that the help exists. And the success rate is really good. Um, And unfortunately, with the surgeries that you're speaking of, you know, they're going in and anytime you do a surgical procedure, there is likely going to be some sort of scar tissue formation as a result of just doing the surgery. And in the case of endometriosis, that's a big problem for them because those adhesions and that scarring is what's causing them a lot of their pain. So unfortunately, they aren't so successful with the treatment of endometriosis. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm really happy you asked that question. And hopefully women who have that problem will know that this could be an option for them. 
um, to hopefully get some help for their problem because it, it's an issue that definitely affects their daily life. Yeah, along with all those other things that I didn't realize could be remedied with some physical therapy. So how long do your clients typically come to you over uh, the course of time? Is it, would you do like a weekly appointment for um, a matter of months or how long do you, um, I know everybody's different and every case is different, but how long does it take until people start seeing results for their pelvic issues? Hey everyone, it's Matt. If you're like many of us, you struggle to get a good night's sleep. I have two steps to a good night's sleep right here. Step one, while you're lying down, put your right hand flat under your left armpit. Step two, place the middle three fingers of your left hand between your eyebrows. Take several slow, relaxing breaths in and out, releasing the stress of today and the fears of tomorrow. Put to bed the fears that keep you up at night. Go to www.thrivetribe419.com and click on eCourses to schedule today or tomorrow after you wake up from a great night's sleep. Yeah, um, well, I, I know it's a horrible answer. It depends. I'll try to give you some like rain, average ranges, but, mm-hmm. um, but it depends on what they're coming to see me for. Um, so if it is an incontinence problem, it is a pelvic pain problem, how long they've had it. That's why I stress to people, um, to come early or, or, you know, do, do their research, try to address it early because the earlier you catch it, typically the easier that it treats because it, it doesn't become so severe, and that's normally when people finally go to address it because it's a, it's a severe problem at that point. Right. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, come early and that will help cut down on the visits. But I would say eight to 12 weeks is a good span of time. And that's being on the liberal side. Um, I don't typically see people as long as 12 weeks. If I do, it's, it's like, hey, in the beginning, I might need to see you once a week or once every other week just to do the hands-on things that you need and and make sure that you have the education and the plan that you need that's going to be successful. And, um, and then normally we get down to once a month um, pretty qu- quickly or every six weeks. Um, so the span of time... Um, could range from eight to 12 weeks, but you might only come four to six times um, to see me uh, because each appointment is very one-on-one and concentrated on helping you, you know, treating your specific problems despite the diagnosis. Um, And so people tend to get better um, in fewer sessions. Okay, I see. So um, I've gone to physical therapy before. And when I was there, I had a physical therapist who was working with several people at the same time. Is that the way that you work as well? Like you float from person to person and the person that the client is doing like exercises and things like that? Or are you working directly one on one with them? 
Um, I'm, I'm directly one-on-one with them. So all my patients I evaluate or start off with, um, they're with me every time. I have another PT in my practice who, same with her, if she would evaluate them, that patient would stick with her the whole time. And every single visit is one-on-one. Um, so not just with our pelvic health women's health patients, is it like that? Um, it's with everything that we see. Um, and so what, and that's a big part of why I started my practice is because I wanted to run it that way to get those faster, more effective results. Um, we do work with a very compliant population. So if we say, hey, this is what you need to do to get better, they, they do it. And so a lot of our sessions are spent, like I, like I described before with the women's health patients, where we're doing our hands-on, whatever, we, whatever you need in particular, and then we're educating you, we're updating what you need to do, giving you the resources to do that, and then say, hey, go do these, let's see you in two weeks or one week, or once a month, or every six weeks, or whatever, until they no longer need to see us, which is great. That's the goal. Huh. I think it's so funny that you brought up that you have a compliant population, because so often I've worked with doctors and different kinds of providers who say, well, you know, I'm going to give you these exercises, but we don't really expect you to do them at home because nobody does. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's, you must be doing something right if your clients or your patients are motivated to go home and and do what you're asking them to do. That's, that's great. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's, awesome to to work with those people um because then you you do see the results and it's not like hey if you don't because like for me my exercise is like or or my recommendations are like my prescription pad and my medicine I'm giving you if you don't if you don't use it you don't do it I'm not going to know if what I'm giving you is going to help you or not and so spending that time to just explain that to my clients, I think goes a long way as far as their compliance too. Because I'm like, hey, I don't want to waste your time. But if you don't do this stuff, it's not really worth coming to see me the next session because we won't know where to go from there. Um, Right. So that's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So where can people... (laughs) So where can people contact you to ask about getting a pelvic health assessment? Um, Can they go to your, do you have a website? I know that you've recently moved to a new place, right? Yeah. So we're at 3D Wellness. So there's a couple ways that you can get in touch with me. I would really encourage you, especially if you want just more information um, to check out my new Facebook page. I just, launched it like two days ago um but it's all going to be on women's health topics it's called 3d wellness uh women's health so it's the number 3d wellness women's health or at um 3d the number four women um i'm just double checking that um so you can go check out that page for sure on Facebook. 
um, and follow that. And of course, you can message me on that, or you can always email me at Alicia, A-L-I-S-H-A, at ToledoPhysicalTherapy.com. You can also call me at 419-318-7019, and I'd be happy to chat with you and see if this is something that would be worth your time to look into. Awesome. Well, I am going to make sure that all that contact information is in the show notes. And thank you so much for giving us your time. I know you have to go put a little boy to bed. So (laughs) (laughs) I really appreciate you taking the time and even bearing with us through a little bit of a technical difficulty tonight. Not a problem. And yeah, I I think we could go on and on on this topic. This is so interesting. And I feel like we only scratched the surface. Yeah, there's so much. And I'm really just thankful to you for having me on so I could share. Yeah, awesome. Well, back at you. So hopefully we will be able to do this again sometime. Would you come back um, maybe next year? Sure. Awesome. Well, thank you, Alicia. You have a really great night. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast. If you'd like to join the conversation or see pictures and videos, check us out on Facebook and Instagram under Thrive Tribe 419. You can find show notes from today's episode or listen to more episodes at tt419.buzzsprout.com or on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean a lot to me if you left a review wherever you listen to the show. Leaving reviews helps others find us and lets them know that we're the real deal. And it lets me know that you've been enjoying the show and that I'm not just sitting here talking to myself. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Have a great day and keep thriving.